Welcome to the podcast of Spirit Life Revival Ministries, an apostolic prophetic mission-based ministry headquartered in Accra, Ghana. A church family with a vision to possess and teach the world that all things are possible through the preaching of the word of faith. Join us on this journey of discovery as we delve into the timeless teachings of our faith and share inspiring stories from God's word. This podcast is designed to uplift your spirit and deepen your relationship with God to help you pursue and walk in your divinely assigned purpose. Together, let's embark on the transformative and enlightening experience as we navigate the intersections of faith, life, and the supernatural. And now, today's message. Romans chapter 10. Let me try to preach something small and then we'll be out of this place. Madness of faith. Wow. Madness of faith. Like he said, every season and what it offers. When the mango season comes, there's a lot of mangoes. When tomato season comes, there's a lot of tomatoes. So in the season of faith, there is the release of faith in the system. Sound controller, please try and then work on my sound. Take out some treble, give me some bass. Okay. Try and work on my sound for me. I beg you, pa, in the name of God. Or the gun will be coming to you. <laughs> please, that's just a joke. All right. Madness of faith. In Romans chapter 10 and the verse number 17. Is there a screen somewhere I can read from or I should read from the Bible? Charlie, a power flow. Sorry, no. Faith. Faith. <laughs> so then, you know me. <laughs> so then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now, in the school of life, in the school of life, faith is a major cause. Life is like a school. And in the school of life, faith is a major cause. Without passing the test of faith, the struggle will still continue. So in our school, when you go to secondary school, it's like, Core math. It's a core subject. Some people have not been able to enter the university because of core subjects. They are struggling with remedials. So in the school of life, faith is a major cause. It is not an option to the believer. Hallelujah. Faith is a major cause. Until you pass the test of faith, the struggle continues. 
And you are fortunate and you are blessed to have a man of God that in every year, in the midst of the year, he declares that, look, this week is a week of madness of faith. May your faith increase this week in the name of Jesus. Faith is mandatory. It is not an option. Faith is mandatory and not an option. Hallelujah. And so this morning, I just want to give you, I mean, there are powerful men of God who are preaching this faith series. I mean, this convention is going to be powerful. But let me just give you a starter by giving you some ingredients of faith so that the men of God that will come the rest of the days will give you the recipes, the how and the when. You see, when you are cooking, it's like when you have the ingredient. Having the ingredient alone doesn't make a food a nice food. You must have the recipe. It's like, you see, some of you even don't know how to boil egg. They must show you, it's like, put a saucepan on fire with water inside. Pour this amount of water inside. Yeah. I mean, if you want your egg to boil faster, you must increase the amount of water. You know. You don't know. So, <laughs> that is why I'm telling you that. I am giving you some ingredients that the men of God that will follow will give you the recipe, the how to operate in this madness of faith. You see, the, the mad means deranged in a positive context. Deranged. And it is an adjective. What is an adjective? Eh? An adjective describes a noun or a pronoun. So, you must have faith. But in this season, you must have a deranged faith. Yes. You must have a deranged faith. So, I, I will attempt, I will attempt on this pulpit, on this altar, to give you some ingredients, the component, what makes our faith, what will make your faith and then when you receive the recipes in any of the messages that will flow this season, you will be able to run with it. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 The first recipe, ingredient that I want to share with you is the knowledge of God. Having the knowledge of God makes you know God. And knowing God will help you to have faith in him. Hallelujah. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6, Mr. It should be fast. He said, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is 
and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He that cometh to God must believe. Your knowledge about God will increase your faith. You must know God. Hallelujah. Your knowledge about God will increase your faith. Your knowledge, if you, you see, you, you must really know somebody before you can trust the person. You must really know the person. You have to really know the person. And it is the same with God. You must really know God for you to trust in him, for you to believe in him. Your knowledge of God is your platform for faith. Because if you don't know him, how then will you operate? We are, we are, it is madness of faith convention. But the one we must please is God, whom you don't know. So your knowledge about God will give you the audacity to operate and walk in faith. You must really know God. Hallelujah. Are you in the church or have you gone home? Yeah. You must really know God for yourself. You must know God. Paul said that, that I may know him. That is Paul. I mean, I don't know if you are greater than Paul. Say, I may know him. That I may know him. That I may know God. If you don't know him, you cannot demonstrate faith. You will be a doubting Thomas. You, if you don't know somebody, you cannot trust the person. You will doubt. Yeah. And even somebody, you can even trust the person. Say the person manifests himself in a certain way that you don't know. Then you say, oh, uh, and I know that you, you have this one to with you. It's like now you know. Now you know. In this season of faith, I want you to yearn to know God. As you come every evening, every night, your prayer should be the Lord, I want to know you because when you know, when you know God, it will be the platform for your faith. Yeah. It will catapult you. You see, everybody has a level of faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has a level of faith. Yes, sir. Stand for me, okay. Sit down, please. Okay. Mr. O, we are prophets. I saw you on Facebook. You were doing prophetic somethings on Facebook. Yeah. See ya. Please sit down for me. You can sit down. All right. So all of them didn't inspect their chair before sitting down. Yeah. All of them. All the three. They didn't inspect their chair. They have believed in the chair that this chair is not broken. So when they sit down, it will hold them. So stand, they stand, sit, they sit. Yeah. Because they know the chair. They know the chair. So they didn't inspect the chair. Is there a bomb under the chair or the chair is broken? Or it's like some Asha doesn't like me and has put this rugged chair in the front for me to sit on. When you know God, you can trust in him. When you know God, you can rely on him. When you know God, you can depend on him. Your knowledge about God will increase your faith. Yeah. Look, the other day, the other day, Moses, Moses was running away. Pharaoh was looking for Moses to catch. Is it Derek, the artist? You must draw me. Yeah, you must draw me. I know you. you must draw me. Draw me well. 
almost done. Oh. I'm almost done. Moses was running away from Pharaoh. Moses was running away from Pharaoh. Yeah. Because Moses had then had not encountered God. But when Moses encountered God and knew God and saw the burning bush, Moses went to Pharaoh himself and said, Pharaoh, God says, the man that I know, he says, let my people go. Yeah, the man that was running away now was confronting the challenges. I prophesy to you with my eyes open that this week, whatever that is confronting you, you will confront that challenge. Because you know God. Yeah. Moses, I'm sure Pharaoh will be saying, ah, is it the same person we are chasing? Is it the same man we are chasing? That has come to me and he says, I let my people go. Yeah. And Pharaoh said, I will not let my people go. And, and, and Moses said that, if you will not let my people go, he will kill all your firstborn son. Now he, he knew God. And he knew what can, God can do. That was why Moses had the audacity of faith to stand in front the king, Pharaoh, and to talk to him the way he spoke to him. Your knowledge about God will increase your faith. I mean, it will be madness for you to stand in the, in the sight of the king and say, that, let my people go. That is the madness of faith. Because you know God. Once you know God, you have the audacity to confront issues and challenges. Yeah. Your knowledge about God. Yeah. Your knowledge about God. Yeah. It will increase your faith. Yeah. Your knowledge about God will increase your faith. The other day, the three Hebrew guys, the three Hebrew boys, they said, look, oh king, we will not bow. We will not bow. We will not bow to this God. We will not bow. You can put us in the furnace. Look, he says that we will not bow. Even if, even if, even if, even if our God forgets us, we will still not bow. Because they knew God. They knew God. They knew what they were saying. Yet they are placing you in a phone. Do you know phone? No. And you are there talking and saying, look, they place them inside. And the Bible said that not even a hair on their body got burned. And when the king looked, he said, I can see a fourth man. I can see a fourth man. This week as we enter madness of faith, may a fourth man appear in your situation. Sound controller, give me some volume. I am struggling. Even if our God, he knew. The three Hebrew guys, they knew their God. They knew that God would come and save them. Yeah. 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 So there are times in your life, in this season of madness of faith, when you have to compromise, when you know your God, you will never compromise. You will never compromise. Because you know who, is it because you don't know who you are serving? Oh, the, the examples are not far-fetched. Your prophet. Do you think 
If he doesn't know God, he will carry the suitcase. Let me also carry some. And come to Accra. If he doesn't know God, hey, you see, there are some things, there are some things in life. They are not logical, but they are godly. Should I say it again? There are some things about God. They are not logical. Like a man should carry a suitcase with 10 Ghana cities. It is not logical, but it is godly. Because the one carrying the suitcase knows God. He knows who he had. When he finished school and he came back to Takrade, I don't know whether we went for a program or I don't know where we went, but on the Apollo Road, I don't know if you remember, on the Apollo Road, those times we don't have cars, we do prayer walk, exercise. I mean, that was, I mean, we liked it. We didn't, whoa, AD11, our cars were our legs. AD11, that is our car number, AD11. It's like our legs. You know, this your pastor, his, his shoe, they're talking under the shoe. Very big. It's like we don't want to change the shoe. So the top talking must be big. Reinforcement. Yeah. I tell you, your pastor was convinced, your prophet was, was convinced that God has spoken to him. Yeah. We're walking. I can remember by the traffic light. I, he knows the place. Uh, Apollo Junction, the traffic light. Yeah. We're walking. And he was telling me how God wants him to go to Accra. And I was becoming logical. I was saying, brother, you know, if you go look for work, do make you get money, we are hustlers. You go Legon, you finish. He said, you go Accra. But look, this man was convinced in his heart. God has spoken to him. At a point, he told me that, look, if he works, they will arrest him and they will tell him and he will die. That's what he told me. Yeah, if he works, if he doesn't obey God and he go and get a job to do, because I was trying to use pastoral anointing to counsel him. So he has to retaliate with prophetic directions. A pastor, I mean, if you're a pastor, your, 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 your church member has finished school, they gone business administration. I mean, who be to say? Ah, Boko Pebanke Bino, umbre tight. Who sing a miafro? But he knew God. And on that night, as we were walking, I said, I told him that, look, Charlie. If it is the will of God, flow. flow. Just flow. Just flow. Yeah. We had a fellowship. I traveled. When I came, he has distributed all the properties of the fellowship because he was going. In my absence, I was the vice president. Okay. Yeah. He distributed all the properties of the fellowship. He doesn't want anything to keep him in because God has spoken. Your knowledge about God will increase your faith. Yes, your knowledge about no God for yourself. No God. Church, no God. 
in this season of madness of faith, you can demonstrate a certain level of faith when you have knowledge based about God. Let me carry this case back. I'm closing. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 11 and the verse number 32. Sound control, it is working. Thank you. God bless you. May your wife love you. If you don't have a wife, may your beloved love you. Oh, Charlie, your wife will do you good this evening. You like settings. Okay. It's working. As such, Daniel 11, as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know, the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. The people that know their God, the members of spirit life that know their God, not not prophet. You must know the God of the prophet. And he says that they shall do exploit. I want to give you an equation. Hebrews chapter 11. And the verse number 32. Nice one. And what shall I more say for the time would fail me to tell of Gibeon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and of Samuel and of the and of the prophets. Next verse. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mark of lions. 34. Quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of wickedness were made strong, waxed villains in fight, turned to fight the armies of the aliens. And the verse 33, go back to verse 33. 33. Thank you. 33. Backwards. Who through faith? Who through faith? Subdued kingdoms. Wrought righteousness. <laughs> Let me give you this equation. So the knowledge of God, according to Daniel, is equal to exploit. And then in this scripture, they did the exploit through what? Faith. So knowledge of God is equal to exploit. Faith is also equal to exploit. So, what is the formula C? It means knowledge of God is equal to what? Faith. Thank you. It's a simple equation. You didn't like simultaneous equation in school. So, you are confused. Quadratic equations. You are confused. (laughs) 
You are, you are, you are like the student who says that the, the question is not complete. The question is not complete. The, the, the question is complete, oh. but I say the question is not complete because you don't know how to introduce the variable that you have to introduce to solve the problem. Oh, audacity of faith comes through the knowledge of God. May God help you to know him. The second ingredient I want to give you is your knowledge and revelation about the word of God. Number one, ingredient. It's like tomato. We are doing jollof rice. You know, look, some of you don't know how to cook jollof rice. You are, you are like me. You know, when I was growing up, I, I stayed with my dad, so you can understand. So I was asking the question that, Sledge, oh, sorry, Mrs. L. Bernard. Sledge is fine, okay. How come the jollof look reddish. Because the last time I attempted jollof, it was yellow. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't know how to do it now. I was using palm oil. And I thought it is the curry they use to make the thing. Charlie, I didn't know it was the tomato and the stew that makes the jollof. Look, you are, you are behaving and laughing at me as if you know how to do it. Oh, don't start this thing with me. It's like, it's like you, are, you and me, we are the same. You don't know even how to boil an egg. You are laughing at me. So the second ingredient is the word of God. Your knowledge and revelation about the word of God. The word of God is the fuel of faith. The word of God is the food of faith. To be connected to the word of God is to be connected to faith. To be connected to the word of God is to be con So why would you disassociate yourself from faith then? From the word of God. Because it is the word of God that will reveal who God is. The word of God reveals the character of God. It reveals how God is dependable. How God is reliable. How God is, is, is all-knowing. How God is trustworthy. How God is faithful. It is all in the word of God. So when you have the word of God, now you have the audacity to stand on his word and to claim what is yours. But word or no, you don't have. You don't have the word. You don't have the word. And that's why I'm saying that I, I'm giving you ingredients. And watch, all the men of God, it will cut across whatever I'm talking about. They will give you the recipes. Yeah. The knowledge and revelation about the word of God, it shows you who God is. 
It shows you about the love of God. The, the word of God reveals what God has done before and how he did it. Look, the word of God reveals what God has done before and how he did it. If you know what God has done and how he did it, your faith will increase. But you don't go through the word. You are out of the word. But being connected to the word of God moves you a step higher in your faith. Yeah. I tell you, it moves you a step higher. In this season of technology and all that, look, there are so many things. There are so many things fighting our time. Bible says, study to show yourself. You don't even study. So when the challenges of life comes, you don't have any word. You don't have any word. Hallelujah. But the word of God generates faith. The other day, Jesus Christ said to his disciples, go to the other side. I will join you. And Peter, them, they all joined the boat and they were going to the other side. And the Bible says that there was storm and there were turbulence on the sea. And they saw that somebody was coming. They saw Jesus walking on water. <laughs> yes, they saw Jesus walking on water. But they were doubted. They had not seen him walking on water before. That's why I said, number one, you must know him. If they knew that, look, this man, if you walk on water, they will see that he's the one coming. But they didn't know him in that aspect. And when Peter got closer, the rock, Peter, he said, Master, if it is you, bid me to come. Bid me to come. Bid me to come. And the Bible said, Jesus did not use a sentence. Jesus did not begin to explain to Peter what it means to walk on water, the law of flotation. Jesus did not explain the law of flotation, that you must balance your body. No. He said, come. That word come was the word that connected Peter's faith. And when he said come, Peter moved. And when he moved, the come turned to bridge on the water. And Peter began to walk on the water like Jesus. He just said come. The word of God. In this madness of faith, as you come from tomorrow night, tonight or tomorrow night to the end of the program, when you come, write on the word of God. May a word of God locate you in this season of faith. I said, may a word of God locate you in this season of faith. The word of God reveals the promises of God for your life. It shows what God has done before. Yeah. It shows what God has done before. What he has done before will tell me that, look, it go if you do him again. Yeah. You must know the word. One day, many years ago, I mean, many years ago, I was a prayer ministry shepherd. And I was preparing, see, I was preparing to go for prayer meetings on Monday. 
Yeah. And then I was reading the scripture. And I got to, I got to where Peter met the man at the gate, beautiful. And he says, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have. Such as I have. I give unto you. And the Bible says that the man fixed his eyes on Peter. And when, when the man fixed his eyes on Peter, he jumped up and started walking. I read that scripture before the prayer meeting. I said, hey, if people were gazing at people and people were getting healed, then as I'm going for the prayer meeting this evening, I tap into what God did in the word. And as I go, Lord, show yourself. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I got where we are meeting at Jack and Jill. You know the place. I got to that prayer meeting. Prayer meeting. When I gave the opening prayer, the whole meeting scattered. Yeah. It was because I had received fresh light. I received an insight to the word alone. This is what these people did. And this is what happened. So Lord, if you have done it, then you can do it again. It stirred up my faith. And when I entered, look, to the glory of God, nobody could stand. Yeah. I had to leave the prayer meeting. For the prayer meeting to be a normal prayer meeting that was going on. Because nobody could, nobody, look, nobody could stand. Yeah. And I left the prayer meeting. Because when I pass by you, then it's like something is happening to you. And, and I received that fresh energy through the word of God. Yeah. Through the word of God. Yeah. Look, there's a gentleman, you are sleeping. Don't sleep at this time. At this time. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. Why would you do? Preach about this powerful message you are, do you are dozing. We say you cross spray gun and can never two us or them hano. Number three, and I think I will close. I, 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 am I making some sense at all this morning? Look, even if I don't, if you like, if you like clap, if you don't like, don't clap. I'm the one who has the microphone anyway. Even if I'm not making sense, or oh, apostle, if I'm not making sense, I mean, I'm the one who has the microphone. Yeah. Number three and the final one, there are others, but let me just do three and then for the sake of time. The knowledge, the third ingredient. Number one is the knowledge of God. Number two, the knowledge and the revelation of his word. Yeah. Don't just do your quiet time and just leave. Ask God for a word. Yeah. Number three. Your knowledge and understanding of the purpose and the will of God will stir up your faith. What God wants to do. Look, if God wants to do something, who is man that can stop it? That is when you will demonstrate your madness of faith. Because God, God wants to do something. You see, in, in, in Isaiah chapter 14, Verse 27 or turning numbers. Do you know turning numbers? 27, 14 or 14, 27. You have not stick lotto before. 
We used to dream about numbers. <laughs> By force numbers. Too sure. 427. Yes, yes. It's not 10. It's correct. It's not, it was not a 10 number. See, if you have to take the first one, like you have won. <laughs> no 10 numbers. For the Lord of hosts has purposed. The Lord of hosts has purpose. The Lord has purpose for you to marry this year. The Lord has purpose for you to travel this year. The Lord has purpose for you to get a job this year. And he said, and who shall disannul it? If God wants it, who shall disannul it? Yeah. And his hand is stretched out. And who shall turn it back? If the Lord has stretched his hand to bless you, who is that witch in your village? Who is that principality? Who is that boss in your office to disannul it? But you see, you don't understand the purposes and the will of God. So you don't exercise your faith and authority when it comes to what belongs to you. Understanding the purpose of the will of God. It's like this is what God wants to do. It's like, look, that is why, you see, that is why it's not that prophets, they are proud or something. Oh, let, let's put prophets aside. Prayer warriors. Who is a prayer warrior here? Is a, we all pray, but they are prayer warriors. Yeah, there's a law. Look, ah, see ya. They don't understand the prayer warrior I'm talking about. Too. You see, when you see a prayer warrior walking, it's like, you know, he's a prayer warrior. Who has a towel? He didn't bring a towel. Face towel. Face towel. Face towel. It's like, it's like he's coming from the presence of God. It's like, who are the boy? It's like, yeah. look, because the guys have prayed and they have, they have bite into the mind of God and don't know what God is telling them. And so it's like they are confident. Say, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. three days in bar. Only why? It's like Makobaya uh, Kabaya. Even if you want to shake his hand, Kalitaha. Kalitaha. It's like you are a sinner. Don't come close to me. Don't come close to me. See, because they know the will. So they are confident. It's like they stand, thank you, sir. They stand in the presence of God. They stand in the presence of God. Yes. My prayer for you is that may you know the purposes of God concerning your life. The purpose of God. If you understand the purpose, it gives you boldness. It gives you the audacity. 
You can now demonstrate the madness of it. Look, Elijah knew the purpose of God concerning locking up heavens. That is why he locked up the heavens. You don't know. In Deuteronomy 28 and the verse number 15, it says that if the people worship idols and if the people don't do what please the Lord, I the Lord, I will lock up the heavens. There will be no rain or no dew. So when Elijah got to know this verse and he saw the bar, the bar, the people of bar, the idol worshippers, he went to God and he said, Lord, according to your word, lock up the heavens for these people to know that you are God. Yeah. And Elijah stood on this word. Look, um, 20, you are 15, 23 or so. Yeah. And, the, and, and the heavens that is over thy head shall be brass, and the earth that is under thee shall be iron. 24. The Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust from heaven. It shall come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. So Elijah stood on this prophecy, this word. The Lord, this season, the people are not obeying you. So I am acting upon the purposes and your will. That because these people are not obeying you, lock up the heavens. Yeah. That is when God locked up the heavens. Because Elijah understood the purposes and the will of God. In Matthew chapter 8, the leper, my God. Matthew chapter 8, I'm landing. And the verse number 2. It says, And behold, there came a leper. There came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou willest, thou canst make me clean. This is a statement loaded with a lot of revelations. He said that if Lord, if thou willest, it means that he knew that God had the power to heal him. God had the power to heal his leper. Leprosy. God, he had confidence, he had no doubt that God could heal him. But the question was that if it is your will to heal me, then I'll be made whole. If it is your will. Yeah. If it is your will, I know that you have power because you have healed many people. You have even brought people from the dead. You have done so many things. But if it is your will, next verse, next verse, next verse, and Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will. I will. You have just entered into the purpose and the will of God for you. So I will. Don't forget that when Mary told Jesus that the wine was finished, Jesus said, woman, my hour has not come. 
it is not my way to do a miracle. Yeah. Say, woman, my hour has not come. Yeah. Yeah, but Mary, because Mary, first point, number one, Mary knew Jesus. That when Jesus was young and he was a carpenter, he can do the chair and the chair will have one long leg, one short leg and Jesus will do something and all the legs will be equal. The mother was watching him. So the mother said, even though he says that his hour has not come, whatever he tells you to do it, do it. He says, Lord, if thou willest, so the, this leper knew about the power of God. But the question was that if it is will, it is his will. Don't forget that the, the other day, the woman with the issue of blood, she did not wait for the will of God. She said in her heart, if I could tap, because at that point, she knew that the power of God could heal her. So when she had the hem of Jesus' garment, she was made whole. Whether it is the will or it is not the will. So that is the power of God at work. That healed the woman. And that's what Jesus said. Your faith has made you whole. Because the woman had faith in the power of God. But there is more weight in the power in the will of God than the power in the power of God. Because what God has said, he will do it. He said, I am the Lord. I change it not. Yeah. He changed it not. If he can make your spiritual father carry 10 Ghanaian cities 17 years ago with a suitcase and survive till now, then you must understand the purpose and the will concerning your life. Your life! That gives you the confidence to go to God and say, Lord, this is what you said. Because you know, I am the Lord, I change it not. And the other thing is that God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? What has the Lord said about your life? You are even fortunate to be under the feet of a prophet who is telling you the mind of God. Others are not fortunate. <laughs> yeah. But you are blessed. Understanding the purposes and the will of God. What, what God says he will do gives you boldness. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. When I was away, my son sent me a message that he needs a jacket that has a zip in front with a hood. Children of the, today. 10 years old boy. He went on the internet, took a picture of a hood with a zip in front. Sent it to his father. Whether I have money or no money. Bye. But he knew me. And he knew I would buy it for him. Yeah. Yeah. 
understand the purpose and the will. Is it the will of God? Daniel understood the purposes and the times. He understood. So, the people of Israel were in captivity after 70 years. And after 70 years, Daniel rose up and said, it is written in Jeremiah that after 70 years, my people will leave captivity. That was the purposes and the plan of God for Israel. And Daniel activated that purpose. That is why Daniel was able to go in front of the king and said, the people must end slavery now. Because Daniel understood the purposes and the will of God. It gives you boldness. Look, if you don't understand boldness, it, it gives you power like the prayer warrior, like the way I demonstrated it. When you are praying to God, you have some confidence. Yeah. Have some confidence. Yeah. Number one, knowledge of God. Number two, revelations of the word of God. Number three, will of God. Number four, refer to testimonies. Testimonies. It's an ingredient of faith. Look, what God has done for our course, it is a prophetic missile that has been shot. So that testimony will demonstrate that, look, God can do it for Abena. Oh, you don't understand it. When somebody shares his testimony, or when somebody, look, I love it. Most of the times, your problem is that this person, God is going to bless this person, stretch your hands and tap into it. It is a testimony and it's a prophetic missile that has been shot to increase your faith, to tell you that, look, if God, God is not a respecter of person. If somebody has gotten seed to give birth, it should tell you that God has the power to get you pregnant with your husband or without your husband. Go and ask Mary. But in this time, we will ask Mary. We will suspect you. And lastly, testimony, I mean, time. A lifestyle of righteousness give you the audacity of faith. A lifestyle of righteousness. A conscience that is not seared gives you, you see, we can be talking about madness of faith. You can be excited, but when it comes to the time that you have to pray to activate your blessing, then your conscience will begin to minister to you. You see, the devil's name is the accuser of the brethren. As you have not even done anything, the devil is accusing you. So, your righteousness level determines how far you go in faith. Am I making sense? The church is quiet. Yes. <laughs> Your conscience must be clean for you to operate in high level of faith. 
our, our uncle Job did not do anything. Even the fact that he did not, he did not do it, the devil went to accuse him. Now you see this Job. He's a, an upright man. It is you, God, who have made him the way he is. Yeah. How much more you? Look, if you have decided to fornicate this week, stop. I shouldn't go there. I will go there. I am landing. Let me go there. Oh, I shouldn't go there. I am live, so I shouldn't go there. Look, we are, we are pleading with you. This is a madness. Of, we want you to pray well. Because as you are praying, you are seeing pictures in your eyes. Pictures, videos. So, everybody lift your voice. We are praying for the mantle, mantle of faith to rest upon us. Lift your voice and pray. And every, every people have another. When you start, there was a you. You don't deserve any mantle. Keep quiet. You, you cannot be mad in faith. You will be quiet. Yeah. See, as I said, the devil, the devil will tell you, look, today, today, the prophet, the prophet knows what you did. He is coming at you. <laughs> the attack God, my, my friend, is not, is not that tight. I mean, all this while that he has been a prophet, he doesn't go on that line. I mean, when we were in school, I mean, he knew what people were doing. Yeah, even... I got to know that some of our teachers were doing some things that he knew long ago. I mean, I didn't know. He knew long ago. It's like, as the teacher is there, no, the, the man, he knows, I mean, Charlie, as he's teaching in the classroom, he's smiling to the man. It's like, you, bad man. Bad man. I didn't know. I got to know recently. I'm telling you. I got to know recently. He knew all this. It's like, like, don't say that, oh, the prophet is not sharp. He, he has seen it. He's, he's that type. He won't tell you anything. Yeah. Eh, sharp, blah, blah, blah. Oh, master, you don't see. He won't tell you. Yeah. The church is quiet. You That's why some of you don't come close to him. So, when we close, I want to see you. Oh, too long. <laughs> Look, have a clear conscience. With God and with men. You'll be okay, you'll be fine. Yeah. It will give you the audacity to operate in faith. Yeah. Can you imagine that they have thrown you into the lion's den? And then you just fornicated and they threw you. Which prayer are you going to pray? <laughs> Apostle. You went to fire. The person went to just fire. And then on his way home, they arrested him and said, you are putting in the lion's den. Which God are you going to call upon now? <laughs> the merciful God, you see. Hey, that one too is there, oh. You, are, you see, you, are, you have plead the blood of God and the blood of God is finished. <laughs> Your own is finished. 
Please stand to your feet and let's close. I beg you. As we bring today's message to a close, we hope that the teachings shared have touched your heart and ignited a deeper connection with your faith. May the wisdom and inspiration gained here continue to resonate in your life, guiding you through challenges, strengthening your relationships, and bringing you closer to God. We are ready and just a call away to support, encourage, and walk alongside you. Reach our church line on plus 233-234-077-788. Follow us via social media at Spirit Life Revival Ministries on Instagram, Spirit Life Revival Ministries, The Oracle's Place on Facebook, and at Spirit Life TH on Twitter. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Spirit Life Revival Ministries for more of such messages. Remember, you are never alone. Until we meet again, may the love, grace, and peace of our Lord be with you always.